Thank you. So um, my question here is, or what, what the problem is, is that we know very little about how rural markets deliver nutritious foods. Right? Um, so one thing we do know is that diets and nutrition outcomes um, are very poor uh, in rural areas. Um, and so improving child's diets are, are important, clearly, and uh, our emphasis is not just on improving the quantity of diets, uh, <coughs> diet, excuse me, but also the quality, right? And so this gets us uh, asking this uh, question of how do we improve dietary diversity in rural areas, right? Well, one way is to change what people grow, right? And so um, there have been uh, quite a few studies that have documented the positive <laughs> relationship between production diversity uh, and dietary diversity um, in, uh, in rural areas, maybe, but uh, these associations are quite small. Um, and further, um, markets are the main source of, uh, of non-staple foods for many uh, households, um, as we see from this study by Svatu and Kaim for, for Ethiopia, right? So um, um, it's a, the markets are important for access to meat, fruits and vegetables, and the like. Um, so why does this problem exist? Um, well, many nutritious foods are, are highly perishable, right, as has already been said, uh, and poor infrastructure uh, can result in thin or missing markets. So this gets us thinking about, well, um, if, if households have access to markets, what, what is the quality of the market that, that matters as well, not just the access to the markets, right? Um, and so the way we can think about this is, well, um, High-quality markets are those where nutritious foods are, are available, right, um, and are affordable, uh, as Derek had said before as well, and, and are safe. Um, and as Derek also noted earlier, we don't address the safety uh, in, in the work here, uh, but we address the availability and, and affordability. Right? Okay, so how do we understand this problem? Um, we use data from, uh, from the highlands of e Ethiopia, where we combine household survey data, where we have information on, on kids' diets, uh, with market survey data, where we have information on the characteristics of, uh, of markets. Um, and uh, what we tr um, do with this is that we relate child uh, dietary diversity uh, to market quality, right? And, and uh, as has already been uh, suggested, we, we think about this in terms of the market quality, in terms of availability, and affordability, our availability measure is just simply the, the number of food groups that are available uh, in the markets, that are sold in the markets. Uh, and then for affordability, uh, as we've seen with a number of the presentations already, uh, we use calorie price ratios. Uh, and and uh, you know, again, this is the idea of how expensive is it for a parent to feed a child an egg, for example, as opposed to uh, maize. Right? Um, so our main results. Um, starting with just the, the kids' consumption and their dietary uh, diversity, um, dietary diversity is very uh, limited, right? We find that uh, on average, uh, kids consume only w uh, one uh, non-staple food group uh, in this survey area. Um, and uh, indeed, only 6% of kids in the sample uh, consume uh, four or more food groups uh, within the previous day, with four being the recommended minimum daily, uh, amount. Um, and we see that, um, so almost all kids uh, consume starchy staples and uh, legumes and nuts, but very little dairy, as we saw. Uh, flesh foods, uh, including fish, these being the highlands, so that's, uh, that is consistent with your, your numbers uh, for the African highlands, um, and eggs and uh, fruits and vegetables. Okay. Um, so what's available in the market? So the, we see the kids don't have a, a very diverse diet. Um, 
what's available in the market was, well, we see that there are lots of missing markets um, here. Well, while some items, uh, grains and, and uh, staples are, are accessible everywhere, um, eggs and, and legumes and, uh, and other vegetables and fruits are reasonably accessible. We have lots of missing markets in terms of, of flesh foods, for example. Um, we have uh, flesh foods that are only available in about a third of the markets in our sample. Dairy is only available in about half of them. And only 44% of markets, excuse me, and 44% of markets uh, sell fewer than, uh, than four food groups. You have only, so even if you wanted to consume the minimum daily uh, um, allotment, um, of different food groups, you wouldn't be able to acquire it in the market uh, in 44% uh, in of the market. Um, then, so what we do with our econometric analysis is we estimate uh, the uh, relationship between uh, the number of food groups, non-food, non-staple um, food groups that are available um, in the markets, uh, and how that uh, is associated with uh, dietary diversity. Uh, and we find um, reasonably small, uh, we have positive association, uh, but the, the uh, relationship is small, right? So if you go from three to six food groups, um, you double the number of food groups uh, uh, for those that have uh, less than four, that increases the uh, dietary, uh, the um, number of food groups by just under a quarter, right? So it's quite small. So why such a small, uh, a weak linkage? Well, affordability is a major constraint. Right? Um, so we've seen these calorie price ratios that are quite large, uh, and in particular, animal, animal source foods are super expensive uh, in rural areas in, in Ethiopia. Right? So we're looking at uh, over 25 uh, calorie price ratios that are um, over 25 uh, for flesh foods and eggs. Uh, and dairy, they are um, uh, on the order of 15 um, in the earlier round of our survey. Um, again. Uh, with our econometric analysis, right, we uh, estimate the, the effects of, uh, of prices on the diets, um, and we find here that they're small as well. So doubling the mean calorie price ratio for uh, the market, uh, we, we, the way we do this is that we calculate calorie price ratios for all of the, the food groups in the markets, and then we take the geometric mean for, to uh, get the mean for, or the, the measure of calorie price ratios for the markets. Um, we find that if you double the, uh, the mean calorie price ratio, this results in only about uh, 0.15 fewer food groups consumed. So while there is a positive relationship, um, it is small. Why is this? Um, well, it could be that, that um, our survey is made up of very poor households. Uh, these are the PSNP households. And the prices are already very high, right? Um, and so um, it could be an issue with our sample. And this is something that we are going to, uh, to uh, do a bit more with. So bottom line, um, very poor households rely heavily on uh, imperfect uh, markets. Right? Availabil availability of nutritious foods is quite limited, right? especially uh, dairy products. Uh, and affordability of uh, nutritious foods is extremely low. Uh, poor households basically live in, uh, in poor food systems. Um, now in terms of what's on the policy agenda for improving uh, rural um, markets, we. I mean, we bring a lot of questions, don't have the answers to them, uh, but on the supply side, you know, uh, thinking about value chains and the infrastructure um, and uh, basic productivity, and then uh, on the demand side as well, that's uh, worth pursuing. So um, now it's my uh, honor to pass this on to Roberta.